Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza, this is MB Now, and here are your news on web. Thousands of policemen will be deployed and hundreds of checkpoints will be set up in various areas in Metro Manila as the uniform implementation of curfew in the metropolis starts today, March 15, until March 31. Philippine National Police Officer in Charge, Lieutenant General Guillermo Lorenzo Eliazar, said the National Capital Region Police Office alone will be deploying more than 9,600 of its personnel on the streets as early as a scheduled start of curfew time at 10 p.m. A unified curfew will come into force in Metro Manila starting today to help curb the spread of the COVID-19 and its variants. Metro Manila mayors have agreed to implement unified curfew hours from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. in the national capital region as the country continues to record surges in COVID-19 cases. According to the PNP, medical practitioners, frontliners, essential goods and fast food employees, call center agents, media practitioners and members of law enforcement agencies are exempted from the implementation of the uniform curfew hours in Metro Manila. The Department of the Interior and Local Government welcomed the decision of the Metro Manila mayors to set a unified curfew hour, which it deemed as a necessary measure to address the spike of COVID-19 cases. Aside from the unified curfew hours, other policies such as the imposition of granular lockdown, strict implementation of health protocols and standards, intensified testing, contact tracing, and isolation are currently being implemented. The reimposition of longer curfew period in Metro Manila in the next two weeks may help bring slight reduction in the projected daily number of coronavirus disease cases in the country by end of March, according to the Okta research team. Okta over the weekend projected that the country may have 8,000 daily cases of COVID-19 by end March or 18,000 to 20,000 daily cases by mid-April if the current reproduction cases is maintained. Okta Research Chief Guido David reiterated that the decision to implement a lockdown should be made by the national government. If not, the healthcare workers might ask again for another timeout. He also explained that a significant improvement in COVID-19 trend in Metro Manila in the next two weeks may not happen immediately. This is why all possible ways to reduce the number of people outside must be done. Ma mass gatherings must also be avoided at the moment. For David, it is difficult to relax when the number of cases is high because it will only lead to a compounding effect. He stressed that the fast track and availability of vaccines 
next month is vital to the country's fight against COVID-19. There is no need for President Rodrigo Roa Duterte to go into quarantine even after his spokesman has tested positive for the new coronavirus disease. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque expressed belief that he did not put the president's health in danger since he had no cl close contact with them when they last met in Dumaguete City last Thursday, March 11. Also, the palace official clarified that he was not yet a COVID-19 carrier during the Dumaguete event since he tested negative a day before the president's visit. At the start of his palace press briefing on Monday, Roque announced that he tested positive for the COVID-19 a day after taking the test Sunday, March 14. He has so far not shown symptoms of the coronavirus, but intends to enter an isolation facility to recover from the illness. Before getting his positive test results, Roque was among the cabinet members who joined the president's visit to Negros Oriental last week. The president attended the inauguration of key airport and port rehabilitation projects in Dumaguete City last March 11. Asked about his possible close contacts in the cabinet, Roque said he has no close interaction with anyone during the Dumaguete event. After the event in Dumaguete, Roque traveled to Lawag City in August Norte on Friday to witness the vaccine rollout in the province. Okay, sir, no need for the president to be isolated or to be tested because of your results? I don't think so because I had no close contact with him and I was tested negative the day before. In fact, hours before the event. Because I try to, uh, uh, I try to be tested as close to the event as possible. Yes. So uh, the event was, uh, um, ang aking uh, pagkuha ng sample was 5.50 of the night before. So okay. 5.50 of the night. 24 before. hours. So, yes. Basta safe si PRD nung 11, sir. No? And that's the last interaction? That's the last interaction I had. AstraZeneca has assured the safety of its coronavirus vaccine according to its March 14 statement. This following a recent concern raised around thrombotic events. The com company said a careful review of all available safety data of more than 17 million people vaccinated in the European Union and the UK with COVID-19 vaccine COVAX supply has shown no evidence of an increased risk of pulmonary embolism, deep vein thrombosis, or thrombocytopenia in any defined age group, gender, batch, or in any particular country. According to Ann Taylor, Chief Medical Officer, around 17 million people in the EU and the UK have now received the vaccine, and the number of cases of blood clots reported in this group is lower than the hundreds of cases that would be expected among the general population. The nature of the pandemic has led to increased attention in individual cases, and they are going beyond the standard practices for safety monitoring of licensed medicines in reporting vaccine events to ensure public safety. In terms of quality, AstraZeneca said, there are also no confirmed issues related to any batch of their vaccine used across Europe 
or the rest of the world. Additional testing has and is being conducted by the company and independently by European health authorities and none of these retests have shown costs for concern. It's stressed that the safety of the public will always come first. AstraZeneca said the company is keeping the issue under close review, but available evidence does not confirm that the vaccine is the cause. On March 12, the Department of Health and the Food and Drug Administration said there is no reason to halt AstraZeneca vaccination here in the country. The celebration of the 500 years of Christianity in the country is a thanksgiving of the faithful, especially for Filipino migrants, for the gift of faith, a Catholic Church leader said. According to Reverend Father Ricky Hente, chaplain of the Centro Filipino Chaplaincy, or SPC, in Rome, Italy, the purpose of the celebration is to thank God for the gift of faith, then and now. We thank the Lord for all His blessings and that no matter how difficult it might be to be away from home and loved ones, our faith helps us to get through it all as it gives meaning to all our experiences as migrant workers. Our faith sustains us and keeps us alive. His Holiness Pope Francis presided over the celebration of the Holy Eucharist at the St. Peter's Basilica on Sunday, March 14, with Cardinal Luis Antonio G. Tagle, Prefect of the Congregation for the Evangelization of Peoples and former Archbishop of Manila, and Cardinal Angelo de Donatis, the Pope's Vicar for Rome. Cardinal Tagle thanked Pope Francis on behalf of all Filipino Catholics in the Philippines and around the world during the heartwarming Mass, which was attended by Filipino migrants. A number of religious hymns in Tagalog, including the Lord's Prayer or Amanamin, were sung during the Mass by a choir composed of Filipino members. After the Mass, two Filipino children also offered flowers before a portrait of the Blessed Mother. They were later blessed by Pope Francis. In Metro News, six more barangays in Manila under lockdown starting March 17. Quezon City and Paranaque LGUs impose two-week liquor ban. And Navota City requires mandatory RT-PCR tests for curfew and health protocol violators. More from this report. Manila Mayor Francisco Isco Moreno Dumagoso placed six more barangays under a four-day lockdown starting Wednesday, March 17 to curb the spread of COVID-19. Dumagoso signed Executive Order No. 7 placing the barangays under lockdown from 12.01 a.m. on Wednesday, March 17 until 11.59 p.m. on Saturday, March 20. In March 2021, Dumagoso authorized the Manila Barangay Bureau to enforce the lockdowns in barangays with 10 or more active COVID-19 cases. These areas will be called critical zones that will observe and community quarantine or ECQ measures, which is so far the strictest quarantine classification implemented in the country. The Manila mayor said disease surveillance, massive contact tracing, verification or testing, and rapid risk assessment will be conducted during the lockdown. All residents must stay in their houses. Only those with quarantine passes and essential workers with valid company IDs will be allowed to go outside to buy food and other necessities. Barangay officials and members of Manila Police District will be deployed to ensure the proper implementation of the lockdown.
The local government of Quezon City will start implementing emergency measures and protocols on the imposition of liquor bans starting Monday, March 15 to lessen the local transmission of the coronavirus disease in the city. The guidelines will take effect on March 15 until March 31 covering all workplaces, public areas and business establishments in the city. Strict compliance of public safety hours, health protocols in workplaces, mandatory use of QC Pass digital contact tracing app and the re-implementation of a two-week liquor ban must be observed in the city. The city government will also close all gyms spas and internet cafes for two weeks after a serious outbreak in one gym. In Paranaque, City Mayor Edwin Olivares has ordered the suspension of all licenses permits to sell and serve liquor and intoxicating beverages in the city starting March 15 until March 31. The local government of Navarra City has passed an ordinance requiring residents who will be caught violating curfew hours and health protocols to undergo RT-PCR testing as penalty. For the first offense, a mandatory RT-PCR test is required within one week. For the second offense, a mandatory RT-PCR test if first offense happened after 14 days and a fine of 500 or 16 hours community service. The penalty for the third offense is similar to the first and second offense depending on the day of violation. In line with the unified curfew hours of 10 to 5 a.m. in Metro Manila. Mayor Tianco said the ordinance will help curb the local transmission of the coronavirus disease in the city. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. Baguio City now charges parking fees on Central Business District streets. DOSD grants 5 million pesos aid to La Union firm for production of surgical masks. And over 2,000 healthcare workers in Bacolod take Sinovac jabs. Here are the details. The Baguio City government has started collecting parking fees on nine main roads at the Central Business District, effectively scrapping the prohibition on roadside parking. The parking fees are imposed based on Ordinance Number no. 68 Series of 2020, regulating the use of some roads and streets within the business district approved in June last year. The fees are applicable to vehicles not exceeding 5.5 meters long between 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Vehicles are allowed to use the slot for 3 hours and vehicle owners who violate the ordinance are charged fines. Violators will be immediately towed, clamped, and the plate number is confiscated with each violation and a fee of 1,000 pesos to 1,500 pesos. The Department of Science and Technology has provided 5 million pesos funding to a local firm in Agoa, La Union for the implementation of an innovative startup project that seeks to strengthen the company's capacity to produce locally made surgical masks. The DOST, through Small Enterprise Technology Upgrading Program or Setup, assisted Module House Incorporated of Agoa, La Union to produce its first batch of surgical masks through its innovative startup project. The 5 million pesos project fund was used in the purchase of one unit of automatic mask-making machine and two units of automatic ear tape applier with a capacity that can produce 739,200 surgical face masks per month. Some 2,315 health workers from seven hospitals in Bacolod City have been inoculated with the Sinovac vaccine against COVID-19 as of Sunday. The doses were part of the 2,350 vials allocated for those who signified intention to avail of CoronaVac. Bacolod was the first to roll out the CoronaVac in Western Visayas, and five medical doctors and a nurse in the city were the first Sinovac vaccine receivers in the region. Five out of the seven hospitals in Bacolod City have already requested for additional CoronaVac vaccines after more healthcare workers expressed willingness to be inoculated. 
In world news, France reports almost 30,000 new COVID-19 cases in one day. Myanmar declares martial law in Yangon townships after deadly day. And Star Wars fans build Mandalorian spaceship in Siberia. Let's watch this report. France reported 29,759 new coronavirus cases in 24 hours span, while the number of critically ill patients continued its upward trend, according to the data released by the health authorities last Saturday. Since the coronavirus outbreak, 4,045,219 people in France have caught COVID-19. A total of 90,315 had died in the country, representing a single-day rise of 174, official data showed. Data posted on the government's website also showed that about 4.85 million people, or 7 7.2% of the French population had received a first job in 2.2 million had received two as of Friday. Myanmar's junta late Sunday imposed martial law in two densely populated Yangon townships after at least 18 protesters were killed in one of the deadliest days since the February 1 coup. Sunday's violence brings the number of people killed in mass protests since the military wrenched civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi from power to around 100, though activists and right groups believe it could be higher. State-run media announced late Sunday that Yangon's massive Liang Tiar and Sweptia townships, which are known as factory hubs and home to garments factories, will be placed under martial law. The United Nations envoy for Myanmar strongly condemned the bloodshed, stating that the international community, including regional actors, must come together in solidarity with the people of Myanmar in their democratic aspirations. Star Wars fans in the Aguds, Russia have built a giant replica of a spaceship from a spin-off series The Mandalorian and installed in a park in one of the world's coldest cities. Cosplayer project manager Ayal Fyodorov said the ships came from a real tragedy that happened in the second season of the show when the ship exploded. They renovated the ship and installed engines and make it light and put some designs to be more attractive. Fyodorov said they didn't want to do the cockpit but when they posted it on TikTok, a lot of people requested for it. In entertainment, K-pop superstars BTS failed to win their first Grammy Award and incensed BTS armies accused the show of being racist. BTS were nominated for Best Pop Duo or Group Performance for their hit song Dynamite at the 63rd Grammy Awards and fans were expecting them to win given the song's success. But instead, Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande won the Best Duo or Group Performance Award, triggering a backlash from BTS armies. The hashtag scammies trended on Twitter as fans slammed the Grammys for snubbing BTS for the award. The all-English Dynamite was released on August 21, 2020 and debuted at number one on Billboard Hot 100 in the first week of September to make BTS the first Korean artist to achieve such feats. The Dynamite music video set three Guinness World Records, most viewed YouTube video in 24 hours, most viewed YouTube music video in 24 hours, and the most viewed YouTube music video in 24 hours by a K-pop group. In sports, Jan Marie Nairi and Rose Jean Fadol inch closer to gaining berths 
for the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. After impressive victories in the World Table Tennis Singles Qualification Tournament in Doha, Qatar, early Monday, March 15. Naira, who made history as the first Filipino table tennis player to compete in the 2018 Youth Olympic Games, stunned world number 68 Lubomir Pistej of Slovakia to barge into the men's quarterfinals against Italian Nyajol Stoyanov. Fadol, for her part, stormed into the women's semifinals with a hard-earned win over world number one or number 71, Deborah Vivarelli of Italy. Four slots in men's and five slots in women's divisions are at stake in the tournament, with the winner of each bracket advancing to the Olympics. So far, the country has four Olympic qualifiers in Paul Walter E.J. Obiena, gymnast Carlos Yulo, and boxers Irish Magno and Yumir Marshall. In today's sports chat, we catch up with SEA Games downhill skating gold medalist Jaime Delange about his SEA Games experience and his plans for upcoming competitions. Catch the full episode of Sports Chat tonight at 6 p.m. only here at the Manila Bulletin's official Facebook page. And those are the news on web today, March 15, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of Manel Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. Or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.